Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Now, for any fans of Bravo listening or those that are interested in the real estate market, you are going to love today's guest, Tracy Tudor. Tracy is the first and only female star of the hit Bravo reality show, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. And she's also a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. Her book, Fear is Just a Four-Letter Word, released last year, and in the book, she encourages individuals to take charge of their lives and recognize the power within themselves. Not only will we be talking about Tracy's career in real estate, but we'll also dive into her new journey with fitness. If you follow Tracy on Instagram, then you've seen the powerful way she has incorporated fitness and wellness into her life. And between being a mother and a businesswoman, Tracy still creates time in her schedule to focus on her fitness. I'm really looking forward to you all hearing from Tracy. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So Tracy Tudor, you're a top real estate agent at Douglas Elman, Beverly Hills. You're the first and only female real estate agent on Bravo's Million Dollar Listing. You're a Wall Street Journal bestselling author and you're a mother of two daughters. You've recently been focusing on your health and fitness to cope with situations you've endured in your personal life. So thank you so much for coming on to sit down and chat virtually. Oh, thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. So if you will, um, cause I'm super interested in your background with real estate. How did you decide you wanted to go into it and turn it of course, into this mega amazingly successful career? So actually it was an accident. I, uh, studied at USC theater school, uh, for undergrad and my intent was to be an actor. And after getting out into the real world and auditioning in LA and sort of not discovering, I already knew how difficult it was, but sort of being a 21 year old in and going in and out of auditions, um, and recognizing how difficult that world was in terms of really having very little control over my success based on, you know, just an interview um, that lasted sometimes as little as three minutes. Um, I shifted and I said, what can I do that actually I can apply the skills that I've used in theater to um, be successful? And I knew that that was in sales. So um, obviously because I was born and raised in LA, a friend of mine came to me and she was like, listen, why don't we get our real estate licenses? You know, you have obviously grown up here, you have a lot of contacts and, you know, you're a pretty good salesman. So, um, that's what I did. I got my license and I went to work for, um, at the time it was a small firm called Dalton Brown and Long in West Hollywood by the Sunset Strip. And I began my career in real estate. Amazing. So were you always out on the West coast? Oh yeah. I'm born and raised in LA. Although I do get from a lot of people that I, I have sort of a New York, East Coast vibe, but mm -hmm. I am an LA girl. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't spend a ton of time out West. I've actually surprisingly never been to California except a couple trips to LAX, 
which is really amazing. And again, New York is, is the best. And um, I'm sure it's the same out in LA as well. Like you said, things are improving, they're getting better. So we can only hope for, for the best moving forward. Well, I, you know, I think for a lot of, a lot of small business um, owners, they can't say that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I believe I read a report that over 500 businesses in New York have shut down. Um, during the pandemic, small business owners, which is a shame, you know, Mm -hmm. restaurants that have been around for decades, um, you know, small shops, um, around your city and in ours, um, are affected, you know, all we can do is support the small business owners at this point and hope that our economy can recover. And, um, you know, as lucky as I feel to be able to work in an industry where, Um, Like I said, people will always need to put a roof over their head. Um, Mm -hmm. I still have a job, but I think a lot of people have suffered um, pretty greatly. And and many of them are my friends. And of course, I don't want to um, play down any of that because as much as we are um, resilient, um, we are. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that a lot of people have, have, you know, taken a real hit. And Mm -hmm. and luckily, um, you know... uh, we're doing the best that we can do to get through it. Yeah. Well, like you said, I think community is the most important thing and and, and something that we should really cling to during this period. Um, We really have to rely on each other and look out for one another um, during this whole time because everybody in their own individual way is struggling through this. So the more we rely on each other and help each other out, I think hopefully we'll get through it. I absolutely agree. I mean, that's all we can do at this point is support each other, support the businesses that are suffering um, and, and try to, to recover and help each other. I mean, that's what this country is really all about. Right. Well, on a brighter note, one really amazing thing, especially now that we're going into the new year, um, a resolution of mine is fitness and you've become sort of the fitness guru on social media. You've started this whole new chapter with um, fitness and just your health and well-being. Um, if you will, talk about that and how you sort of got involved in this new chapter. Uh, well, um, <laughs> there's a fun little piece of gossip inside of that story. Um, I actually started dating a personal trainer and, and you know, he's, I'm in a relationship with a personal trainer. His name is Eric Anderson. You've probably seen him on my social Amazing. media because he is my personal trainer. Um, <laughs> And so he's had a big, uh, in, um, he's made a big impression on me, uh, as far as that goes and provided me with, you know, the commitment and the focus that I needed to sort of start a routine that worked for me that I could then continue. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hard part about working out and why everybody makes resolutions and things like that. Like next year, I'm really going to get after it. Mm-hmm. But without sort of a plan in place and, a, and realistic goals and expectations, you know, that just be, starts to feel further and further away, like not as attainable. And I think mm-hmm. that's the problem is we we have these expectations of ourselves that are sometimes unrealistic. And really, it just starts with, you know, commitment to doing something healthy for yourself daily. You know, I don't want to still be able to eat a cheeseburger at the end of the day and not feel guilty about it. I want to enjoy my life. I want to celebrate with friends. I want to drink wine. I want to also feel good mentally Mm -hmm. um, and physically. So 
in order for me to do that, you know, putting this program for myself in place that I think is attainable, that works for me, um, has been a big part of why I think people relate to it and maybe on social media, um, women understand it because I feel better than I really have ever felt in my life, be it 25, 35 or 45. I Mm -hmm. feel more confident. I feel great in my skin. I feel healthy. And I think obviously largely due to the fact that when, you know, this pandemic came along and there was really nothing we could do, (laughs) I, I began to focus on it. And now it's something that is, I don't like using the word addiction, but it is, um, something that I I really, really enjoy and I hate to miss it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. And, you know, coming from a similar story, yeah, when this pandemic began, I I think I, like you said, so many of us had a little bit of extra time on our hands. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, you know what? Why don't I try walking around the neighborhood and (laughs) taking like a walk in the morning and then a walk in the evening and then doing stuff in between in the middle of the day. Um, And I just feel better, right? Like I didn't start saying, oh, I want to drop 20. I want to look this type of way. I just wanted to feel better and feel healthier, um, both mentally and physically, because, you know, we're in such a depressing time, if you will. And I just wanted to feel better about myself and, and how I was eating and yeah, what I did to just get in shape. And it, and it, it, it you do. You know, and that's the truth. Like even doing something as simple as walking outside, which by the way, I never was doing before. And, (laughs) you know, I would just be like stuck at the computer or looking at listings or figuring out how I was going to sell the next house or whatever. And Eric was like, um, why don't we just go for a walk and get out? Like we're stuck here and we're shut down. You're not Mm -hmm. selling a house today. So Mm -hmm. let's move our bodies so that we don't go absolutely crazy. And Um, you know, you do feel better. And I think that's, you know, something that people don't pay enough attention to. Like the actual, everybody's like, ugh, like I don't want to work out. And it's like, you forget how great you feel at the end of it. And that's what I love most about it. But, you know, in addition to like the working out piece, which is, you know, obviously something that I really enjoy and have embraced a lot during this time, and it's changed my life. The food stuff has been kind of interesting too during the pandemic. Because Mm -hmm. you do have more time on your hands to kind of test out what's working for you, what's not working for you. Like, I all of a sudden discovered, like, I have a pretty strong sensitivity to garlic. So I (laughs) probably shouldn't put it in my body anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. like, there's just things that we don't pay attention to when we're wrapped up in our busy, busy lives. You know, whether it's we're running our kids around or we have a crazy job or we're going to school full time. I mean, my intern... Isa, who actually just left, go back to school, goes to school in the morning, comes and interns with me all day, and then goes to school in the evening. Like, in between all of that, like, finding time for yourself to focus on, you know, how you feel is hard to find. So, you know, I think I pivoted and found that during the pandemic. And now that we're back to work full time, I really just am not going to flex on that. That's Mm -hmm. like a, that's like a non-negotiable for me now. I I have to do it for myself and it makes me feel good and it pumps serotonin into my head and, you know, playing with different, you know, foods and um, different, uh, even just the way, what kind of nutrients I put in my body, what kind of Mm -hmm. vitamins, like I just pay attention to all of that and, and it's really working for me. Right. 
Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to just, yeah, like you said, take the time. We, we live in such a fast-paced society that we rarely give ourselves a chance to do, you know, especially as women, we really rarely give ourselves a chance to do something for ourselves. And I think, you know, going forward, I keep saying, you know, I've learned personally a lot of lessons and a lot of things about myself during this pandemic. And I keep trying to tell people, carry those lessons with you and don't hide that away, you know, when we get out of this pandemic world. Um, obviously easier said than done. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I really, really truly want that for all of us. I think, you know, the one great takeaway that I've had also is just the time that I like that silent quiet time that we've all had, whether it's reading or spending time with your kids or cooking when we were like, ah, I don't have time to cook, like order in, like Mm -hmm. that stuff is like soul fulfilling. And, you know, if if anything positive has come out of this pandemic, it's that I think we've kind of found ourselves a little bit again. And that is so easily lost. And I'm guilty of it. I think we all are. That's not something that I want to not pay attention to. So I'm actually glad to like be doing podcasts and talking about these things with, with other people who care about the same stuff because it's so easy to kind of go back to like the grind again and forget Mm -hmm. what really we learned from a lot of this. Right. And I know everybody's experience with fitness and health is different. (laughs) Um, but what has worked for you? Um, when you work out, are you an early riser? Do you like to work out in the evening? Um, what I can't fathom working out in the evening by the time seven o'clock rolls around. I'm like, where's my glass of wine? And what's for dinner? You know, mm-hmm. but I'm a morning person. I have, even though like, you know, every so often you have maybe a little bit of a later night or you didn't sleep well or whatever. Um, I really do like to have a schedule because it takes time to formulate habits. Like you have to do something. I always tell my daughter, like, if you want to start waking up earlier, you need to do it for three weeks. You need to set yeah. the alarm every single day for 6am and get up every single day. And then all of a sudden, in three weeks from now, your eyes are just going to open at 6 a.m. Well, it's the same thing, I think, with sort of deciding for yourself that you want to start your day about you. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the best part about that is everybody else is still sleeping. So you're not really taking away from your day. And, you know, some people are like, how do you fit it all in? Well, you know what? I get up earlier than everybody else. And I take that time for myself. I have my celery juice in the morning. That's something that I have to do. I just mm-hmm. have like a big thing about gut health and I have a lot of food sensitivities and that's just really, really good for me. It just works for me. And then I have my cup of coffee and I, I have like a little bit of time to myself and then I, I get outside and I go um, to my gym and I, I walk and I walk for 45 minutes and that gives me like the time to like get in that zone and, and, and I work out. And by the time I come back in, it's usually eight. And then I'm, then I'm like ready for the day. And at eight o'clock, everybody else is kind of getting up and dealing and the kids are getting ready to, you know, start zoom school. And I'm like, all right, people, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least I feel like I've had that, that extra hour and a half to myself in the morning to do what I need to do so that I can take on the day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very much an early person myself. I like to wake up early and especially when I'm working out, I'd rather do a class or, you know, something on my own in the morning. Um, but 
you know, like I said, everybody's different. Sometimes I will work out at night uh, when, you know, life was normal and classes were a thing. I'd go sometimes do like a late night yoga class and that would sort of help me unwind and balance in with that. Um, or, you know, just go on a walk at night or in the evening. Um, you know, everybody has their own, their own thing, their own sort of ritual. Um, but yeah. I think it's just about having a ritual, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think there's so many people that reach out to me and I talk to them, like, they're like, how do you find the time or how do you do it? And it's like, you just have to be more militant about the hours in the day that you know, I mean, you know who you are, right? How many hours a day do you work before you just kind of hit the wall? Are you the person that needs to work out in the evening? But like, if you don't take that time for yourself because you're like, I can't find the time or, you know, then you really have to analyze if you really want it because mm -hmm. it's not about looking good and that's like a result, but it's <laughs> not what it's about. It's about exactly, feeling yeah. really good and it's about like taking all of the things, it's about being healthy and it's about taking all the great things that come from just taking care of yourself and giving back to yourself. And um, some people might think that that's a little bit selfish, um, but I'm going to put, I'm going to put me first. Right. Yeah. And I think another big thing is when you're setting those goals or mapping out maybe your weekly workout schedule, be realistic because if you're not realistic, you could definitely let yourself down. And, you know, I think just with anything and, you know, you, you brought up, um, like looking good or like get all that out of your head, just have what you want to do in mind, do it and then worry about all the results after. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's about shaking it up too. Like, I think you have to like get out of the mindset that it's, you know, same thing, same time, same place every single day for me like the same time piece is important because mm -hmm. I know that that's my time and my body's accustomed to it. My brain's accustomed to it. And I don't feel distracted because I have nine other things potentially happening in the background. That's why I have to do it in the morning. And maybe that's why you can do it in the evening because maybe that's when everything's quieted down for you. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it really is about recognizing that it's not going to be always, you're not going to feel the same every day. And, you know, you're going to have moments where you're going to, you know, want to, you know, enjoy something different. You're going to want to have uh, a little bit of alcohol with your friends and let loose. So you're going to want to eat like not something that's not necessarily good for you. All of that is okay. And that's realistic. I think if we set unrealistic expectations of ourselves, then we're just going to disappoint ourselves. And that's not good for your mental um, stability. I think it's just that, 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 self-hate piece that is yeah. like so prevalent, particularly today with social media and all of this that's happening, <laughs> you know, that visual piece is really hard on, particularly on women. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's really important with, um, you know, anybody who's listening or who wants to work on their fitness, remember to do it at your own pace. Um, it's an individual process. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. Um, be realistic with the goals you're setting up and then have fun with it. You know, that's, I think for me, at least what I would recommend. <laughs> yeah. And I think also remind yourself that like, you don't get there overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're talking about with realistic goals, but I also think like I was walking with my daughter up this hill the other day and she thinks I'm like a slave driver. <laughs> She's like, I'm never working out with you again. You are so tough. 
And I said, listen, it's not meant to be easy. This mm-hmm. is like a, it's a mental game on, right. for yourself. It's, it's, I love that. I like the challenge. I like to think like, can I make it to the top? I like to push myself because then I want to go back two days later and go, God, did I do it faster? If you don't have that competitive nature within yourself, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But, but if you keep trying things that are difficult for you and keep pushing past the fear of, I can't do that. Or I don't know how Tracy does that. That's like way too much for me. Like I can barely lift five pounds. Well, if you start with five pounds, maybe next week you'll lift you'll do 10 reps and the following week you'll do 15. And then all of a sudden you, and six weeks later, you're lifting 20 pound weights that you never thought you could ever do. It's about consistency and, and really not being scared of not being able to get it that first time around. We all get better and we all improve. It's just about, you know, getting up and doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. My gosh. Well, in addition to all of this amazing uh, stuff you're working on with, with fitness, is there anything else you have in the works? You know, earlier we talked about your work on Million Dollar Listing. Um, any exciting projects coming up? Or, you know, like you said, you're back to work uh, in real estate yeah. and it's busy again, which we like. <laughs> we are. We are busy again, wrapping up this year. I'm already setting my goals for next year. We're talking about, um, you know, the show again um, for a new season. Um, and you know, my book is still out there and available and, and we're continuing to promote fear is just a four letter word, which is, you know, in the midst of a pandemic and launching my first book was a a major achievement for me. I'm really proud of myself for putting it out, for putting myself out there. Number one, to do it in the middle of a pandemic was terrifying. So (laughs) to have the incredible response that I've had from women, um, about the book has been like very self-gratifying for me. So I am potentially considering doing another one. Ooh, (laughs) I love it. I, you know, as someone who likes to, you know, casually write myself, I I love to read and I love to hear people's stories. And um, yours has been just really inspiring. And I love when people find things they're passionate about within themselves. And I love that you found this whole journey with fitness and love for, you know, health and just, you know, mental and physical well-being within yourself. Thank you. Um, It's something that I'm really passionate about and excited about for next year. And, you know, everybody can't wait for 2021 to begin. (laughs) And I'm definitely on that bandwagon. But I think more importantly, I took a lot away from what we've been through, I think, in this last year. And wellness and fitness and just overall health has been a big part of it, considering that 2020 was about a pandemic and coronavirus. Um, To walk away kind of feeling that um, is something that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Well, Tracy, this has been so great, but you know, I like to conclude by asking with this being handling it, what's a piece of advice that's helped you handle your life? A piece of advice. These questions are always so like, oh, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) No worries. I I think living, you know, and this may sound corny and like, not like you haven't heard it before, but I do think that the one greatest thing we have as women is our intuition and speaking our truth and using that inner voice that we have access to is, is so powerful. And I think if we could just 
vocalize that that gut and that inner voice a little bit more, I think we would be a lot better off. Yeah. Always go with your gut. Like I completely agree. Always. Yeah. Always. We don't <laughs> listen to it enough. We don't trust it enough. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. This was so great to chat. You too, Catherine. Stay safe, stay healthy, and be well. Hey guys, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Tracy and learning about her new journey with fitness. Whether it's working out, meditating, or simply taking a walk to get some fresh air, it is so important to take time for yourself. If you'd like to learn more about Tracy's workout routines, her social media handles are listed in the episode description so you can follow along with her journey. Thank you to Tracy so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.